Corporate innovation hubs proliferate in the past decade, carving out a defined and safe space for people to innovate with direction, purpose, tools, and resources. But regardless of whether your hospital or health system has a formal innovation hub, every employer aims to create motivating work environments that foster innovation. To learn how to do so, I'm happy to moderate our discussion today with prominent tech and innovation leaders. My name is Molly Gamble, and I'm Vice President of Editorial for Becker's Healthcare and Editor-in-Chief of Becker's Hospital Review. Today, I'm joined by Sanjeev Sah, Chief Information Security Officer with Medical University of South Carolina, and Nick Martin, Chief Technology Officer with DuPage Medical Group. Before we dive into our conversation today, let me ask our panelists to tell you a bit more about themselves. Nick, let's start with you. Thanks, Molly. Thanks for having me. Uh, so Nick Martin, as you mentioned, Chief Technology Officer for DuPage Medical Group. I've been with the organization for two years. Um, I have spent my entire career uh, in healthcare information technology. I've led a number of different innovation centers uh, uh, in my previous role with United Health Group, and I'm ecstatic to be uh, part of DuPage Medical Group, where we can really drive innovation across um, all specialties uh, and, and bring uh, new technologies and services to patients. So thanks for having me. Thanks for being part of this, Nick. And Sanjeev? Thank you for having me, Molly. Uh, nice to meet you, Nick. My name is Sanjeev Sah. I serve as Chief Information Security Officer for Medical University of South Carolina. Uh, I've been in my role about uh, just about two years and uh, I've had tremendous opportunities to work with my colleagues and stakeholders to really do lots of innovative things uh, for patients and families, as, as well as students and faculty at uh, MUSC. Uh, previously, uh, I've served in the similar role at Texas Children's Hospital. Well, I have had some uh, engagement and experience with the Texas Medical Center uh, Innovation Hub. Uh, so I'm glad to be here and thank you for again having me. Well, thank you for joining us. So, you know, to get started here, I, like I said in my opening remarks, innovation hubs are still a relatively new phenomenon, especially in healthcare. Nick, when did you first notice them and what were some of your first impressions about this model? So in 2008, 2007 approximately, uh, I, I participated in building out uh, an innovation team uh, with, with my previous employer. Um, I've seen certainly uh, a lot of uh, increased momentum around that concept. Uh, here at DuPage Medical Group, uh, we, it's, it's long been a part of you know, the fabric of our DNA uh, for us as an organization. Uh, and I, I think it might be interesting to have a conversation around what defines it as a centralized hub or not um, as, as part of this conversation as well. Absolutely. I think we'll plan to tackle that. I'm curious to get your thoughts on that. And Sanjeev, how about for you? For Nick, it was he was directly involved 2007-2008 in defining an innovation team, building one out. How about for you, when you first began to get worried about innovation hubs, what was your understanding of this model? What were your thoughts? Can you tell us more about that? Uh, yes, um, my uh, experience with uh, just innovation in general, uh, when I worked at uh, a, a automotive supplier, a global supplier, um, uh, we saw experience of innovation in a plant setting where raw materials were converted into automotive products 
with technology innovation that really propelled um, the outcomes for sure, zero defects into the products. And, and what you saw technology do was quite innovative uh, in its time. In healthcare, um, uh, you, know, you know, in my experience, when uh, we have worked to uh, simplify a uh, business process or a clinical process, or just simply improve uh, medication administration safety for patients by using new technology in the workflow, to me, that's innovation, uh, innovation in problem solving. So at Texas Children's, uh, when I spent uh, time there at CISO, uh, I had an opportunity to work with the Texas Medical Center where I really saw the hub uh, come together in a way that brought uh, tremendous minds and organizations together to propel that innovation by providing opportunity funding and, uh, uh, and then real life solutions for the, for, for the world. This has been helpful to get some context about around your understanding of innovation hubs and your experience in terms of either working within one or not. But I'm curious about your organizations now. And I think this question I'm, I'm going to pose next really gets to why innovation hubs aren't a, um, why they're not a feature of health systems that go without saying. I'm curious why some organizations don't have them developed out yet. So do your organizations now have innovation hubs and why or why not? Nick, can I turn to you for this one first? Sure, Molly. I think, you know, as I mentioned, you know, for us at DuPage Medical Group, um, it's been a part of our DNA. Um, and our, and our uh, growth strategy, innovation has always been part of how we grow as, a, as an organization. Um, from, you know, dating back to, uh, I think in about 2000 and, uh, 13, we, we built out our first breakthrough care center, which was an innovative way of caring for some of the frail and elderly populations um, here in the Chicagoland area. We're also a, a very early adopter of, of telemedicine. And by, by way of this meeting today, uh, you know, we're, we're adopting the use of uh, video conferencing. Uh, and I think society has, has uh, uh, accepted that far more rapidly during a crisis like this. Uh, but we, we actually had telemedicine um, dating back to 2014, 2015, um, delivering care to our population. So uh, although a centralized uh, spot for where innovative ideas can maybe be uh, vetted and uh, managed is useful, but I think it's really important to have it be part of the DNA and the fabric of the organization as a whole. Um, it's certainly not up to just one group of people to think of new ideas. Uh, I think that there's a lot of great ideas that, that come from the broader organization and in some cases come from uh, our patient populations and give us ideas as well. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with Nick. Um, really, at my organization at MUSC, uh, you know, I see a demonstration of culture of innovation and there's a track record of innovation and entrepreneurship um, that I have seen in my time, but definitely uh, uh, over many years, uh, MUSC has had that kind of uh, culture. Uh, you know, like I said, uh, many uh, uh, people with ideas are able to bring their ideas forward, uh, have it be supported, uh, have, uh, you know, funding support when necessary, uh, be able to 
uh, apply that uh, in terms of practice uh, and then be able to convert them into products that we can then share with the world, um, if not uh, just locally, right? To again, do what's best for our patients and families. Um, so I have seen that really as a culture of innovation at uh, MUSC and, and uh, it's, a, it's a forum that's provided, right? So there is a, uh, there's a person who's in charge in terms of the, the so-called function of innovation that provides the, the opportunities, the, the methodology, the recognition uh, and the forum for, for us to then come together um, to ensure that innovative ideas don't just die without be, having the, the opportunity to, to move forward. So I think um, I agree with Nick in, in that, uh, you know, it's not a job of one person or a group of people to, to innovate. Innovation comes from any part. But then again, we need to provide the forum intentionally uh, for, for us to be able to innovate. And I see that as an integral part of the culture at MUSC. So I, I wanted to just chime in and, and agree with Nick and uh, how that is a much more successful avenue and path uh, in terms of what in the concept of hub, essentially we've created a hub. No, thank you. And I think that's, that's really helpful to understand. And I think something that's interesting is the, the culture of innovation you're describing, it's easier said than done. I'm sure there's organizations that top talent won't stay long because they don't have that culture of innovation that you described. So as senior leaders yourselves and for senior leaders who are with us today watching this, what are the three keys to establishing that culture of innovation in your experience? What are three must-haves that you think have really lent themselves to describing the atmospheres you, you just, that have built the atmospheres you just described? Sanjeev, can I turn to you first for that one? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Molly. Uh, I would say, uh, a culture that really fostered new ideas and values impact uh, has to be uh, the number one uh, focus when it comes to uh, providing opportunities for innovation. And then uh, providing uh, and supporting that opportunity in, to innovate with uh, funding uh, where needed, um, uh, you know, has to be uh, the, the second aspect of it. And then uh, sticking with the three points, right? Um, I think being able to then realize the impact to society and the world and being um, uh, recognized in that way really helps uh, others come to the table and say, you know, I can make a difference with idea that I have. So really, uh, I believe those three, um, uh, uh, three components are really integral part of uh, how, how one can uh, foster innovation. Nick, is there anything you would add on to that running tally here? Yeah, you know, I think uh, it really starts with support and leadership. Uh, so, you know, those leaders that, that are tuning in now, that having, uh, accepting and supporting the concept of innovation across the enterprise, starting at the CEO and senior leader down, I think is absolutely critical. Uh, you know, I'm I'm blessed to have a, a, a you know a CEO who is uh, willing to to take chances and and uh, and to push the envelope and uh, you know I think that helps us now you know really push the innovative needle uh, that much further. I think that that's number one. Uh, I think uh, secondarily uh, communication uh, across the enterprise. So knowing uh, all of the staff should know about 
things that are going on so that they can really get behind and build momentum uh, and support for those kind of creative initiatives. Uh, I, I think uh, communication often gets forgotten about as innovation sometimes is sitting on the side of people's desks and small little tasks and projects that are going on. And uh, I think having the broader organization know uh, what, what is being uh, tracked and, and uh, how successful those projects are is, is a critical uh, component. And I think third, uh, the, the uh, willingness to make bold moves. So uh, healthcare has long been, uh, dare I say, and I, Sanjeev, I hope you agree, maybe a, a bit of a laggard uh, in, in the innovative uh, uh, world. Uh, we and a lot of that driven by regulatory and compliance related reasons uh, not I suspect but uh, we we need to have a willingness to make bold moves um, and to really push the envelope I think we are at a time uh, in in uh, where patients are expecting it physicians are adopting technology at faster rates than ever before uh, so we're at a really good point in, in time of the adoption of technology where innovation can really hit, uh, we can really hit the accelerator. Yeah, Nick, uh, if, if I may uh, just add on to that again, um, you know, what we see in our organization is that our executive leadership uh, are not just supportive of uh, um, innovation and innovation hub per se, uh, but in fact, uh, they participate in it. Um, uh, the teams participate in and we have these uh, annual uh, for example poster sessions where ideas are solicited from uh, across the enterprise from anyone uh, who has an idea to share and then uh, they are demonstrated uh, people uh, respond to them people evaluate them we can vote on them and in fact we have a, a shark tank like session uh, that goes ahead and supports uh, if not uh, many, some of the ideas that uh, can can move forward. So, so from a leadership perspective, uh, leaders can uh, have an impact uh, in that way by by being intentionally supportive of uh, you know what we consider innovative ideas and how you can support them. Uh, I'll share one more thing, Molly, if it's okay. Um, uh, you know, when, when it comes to innovation, you know, we were um, uh, in the process of building a new children's hospital and what we wanted to be able to do was uh, uh, have a clinical rounding experience for clinicians be improved and patient experience be improved. And we wanted to leverage um, mobile technology heavily, uh, uh, in fact, predominantly. And in doing so, um, we had to work with, uh, you know, our partners, our vendors and, and, and suppliers to come up with innovative solutions, even from cybersecurity perspective, for the first time in the industry, to be able to enable those capabilities. So, so innovation can really happen uh, uh, in many ways, but it can also be propelled by ideas uh, um, that are uh, uh, new that says, you know, we should try to and strive to achieve this, and then work with partners and vendors and 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 those. Uh, that can come to the table to help solve that problem. Yes, in so many ways, it really takes the village, like you said, and several stakeholders that are so key. But so I've heard culture of innovation really depends on senior leadership support, finding or funding when needed and when appropriate, um, realizing the impact of the innovation and the ideas you're proposing, how they impact society, how they impact patients, understanding that full circle, 
communication, Nick, I'm so glad you mentioned that. We're going to come back to that in a moment. And then also willingness to make bold moves and executive participation. But I'm curious, I mean, on the flip side of this, I want to also understand specific ways that executive leadership teams can kill this culture that we've just described. Um, is there anything that stands out to you as especially perhaps as well-intentioned but ends up being really harmful and achieving the the opposite effect of what you what you would want? Willingness to change, I think, is the, is the key component. Is is uh, um, you know, not seeing the big picture and you know dialing into very finite areas uh, and and not having a willingness to change legacy process is probably the key way to kill uh, any innovation. Uh, and I. I it's a bit of a, a tangent here, Molly, but related is recognizing that innovation isn't just technology innovation, says the chief technology officer. I recognize that I, that's my role. <laughs> but there are ways to innovate in healthcare that doesn't necessarily have to be technology. Um, so being open to uh, building layouts and innovating in new ways there. Um, Models of care and how you deliver care. There are, you know, innovation that can occur there as well. So I think that it's more of an openness to change. Uh, and I know that a lot of folks, you know, have been in, in healthcare a long, long, long time, and it's hard sometimes to see the forest for the trees and, uh, you know, have a willingness to change the way you've done things for maybe 20, 30 years. Yeah. I, again, I couldn't agree more with Nick um, on his point. I would additionally uh, say that, you know, it's not a job of a just one or two persons or, or just a small group of people that can sit in some uh, siloed vacuum and be just able to innovate on their own, right? I, I don't think that necessarily fosters innovation in the manner that um, we seek it. And because we know uh, many of our people um, across the board have ideas that just needs fostering and forwarding so that they can be realized. Uh, and so, you know, not making it just a, you know, a, a small thing that happens in a corner uh, is one way not to kill uh, innovation. Um, and then really being, uh, you know, if, you, if you're not intentional about it, right, um, uh, then, then that also um, uh, kills it. For example, let's say people submit uh, ideas for innovation, but they never hear anything about it. We don't know what happened with it. Uh, I don't know, some uh, shelf uh, life it's having somewhere else, you know, that in itself. And I think, Nick, you made the point about communication, right? So really, uh, you know, ideas then have to be supported, uh, have to be communicated. They have to be uh, uh, seen as results oriented and making a difference. If that doesn't happen, I, I think people will start submitting the ideas for innovation as well. Mm -hmm. Sanjeev, I have a follow-up question for that because I've heard, I've heard this is a common frustration with employees where if there's some sort of forum to present ideas for innovation and then, like you said, they kind of go off into the, uh, the they never, you don't know where they go, you never hear back about them. Um, it almost feels like they're doing lip, leaders are doing lip service to innovation but not really following through. Do you have any suggestions for how other senior leaders with us today, if they have a forum where you submit ideas for innovation from employees, say, or patients, even if those ideas aren't acted on or pursued, 
Is it important to follow up with people and let them know why or just to acknowledge them? Can you give some tips about what that closed feedback loop should really look like? Yeah, I think that's critically important that uh, when ideas are submitted or ideas come forward, that they be recognized as ideas that obviously someone came up with believing that that idea will make a difference, right? And so in terms of communication, recognizing the fact that that has happened uh, and we communicate that back to the group of submitters or, or a single individual is, is a, a critical element. But also just, um, let me just in, uh, share a small example with you to demonstrate that. When I was at the automotive forum working at a plant, uh, we had this form that electronically people could fill out and submit an idea. We uh, provided automated response and then followed up as leaders uh, individually with, with, with submitters in uh, recognizing the fact that we appreciate and are very thankful of uh, the ideas submitted. When we turned one of those ideas into realization and it was a very simple idea that others weren't thinking about, uh, it turned into millions of dollars of savings for that particular plant annually, right? So uh, to your question and point really is that if you don't recognize that and you don't close loop with uh, uh, people or teams that submit these ideas, then, then they are not likely to submit the next idea they have uh, or, or be able to discuss them. And so it's really important for my colleagues, my other leaders in the industry, uh, as they promote culture of innovation, to, to really recognize the fact that, and be, be extremely thankful and have even a small gifts um, uh, to, in recognition uh, to highlight the fact that we appreciate the fact that ideas are coming forward. No, thank I you. I think makes... it's kind of important to uh, not, not a, uh, engaging the idea submitter in the implementation of, the, mm -hmm. of an execution. Uh, can oftentimes uh, accelerate the delivery of the idea as well. Uh, and that engagement, you know, they're, they're, if someone's passionate enough about something to submit it, uh, they're likely going to add a lot of value and passion to the success of the implementation of the idea as well. It's a great suggestion. Okay. Thank you both. I, I, I want to talk about innovation hubs as a competitive advantage when it comes to attracting top talent. I imagine both of your organizations and your teams, you want to have, you know, everyone wants the top talent. I'm curious, if you don't have a hub and you're up against organizations that do, how can you make the culture of innovation that you have built very clear uh, in terms of recruitment, retention, uh, and attracting those stars? Do you have any thoughts on this, Nick? Yeah, you know, I think I, um, showing the value of what you have, have done and where you have innovated and the, the delivery of that. Uh, every every uh, candidate and individual that let, wants to join our team uh, comes through our lobby and, and on the wall of our lobby is a timeline of all of the, the great changes and innovations of things that we've done here at DuPage Medical Group to deliver to the healthcare system uh, and it's very prominent. So I think people see that, yeah, they are innovative, they are doing things, you know, with the, the Breakthrough Care Center that I mentioned earlier. Uh, was very much at the forefront of how you deliver care and how it's coordinated. You know, the, the implementation of telemedicine, that, those things are prominent on our wall. People see that uh, and people get excited about it. 
So don't be bashful about pointing out what you've already done when kind of telling your story to, to candidates and to, to folks who you're looking to attract. Sanjeev, right. how about for you, anything differently for you at Medical University of South Carolina? Well, we have a, a fantastic opportunity to touch lives um, with our work, with innovation, uh, in making that difference. You know, when I used an example earlier about how we improve that workflow or patient experience, what that really means uh, for attracting new talent is that it's not just that you have opportunity to enhance someone's care, you have, and I have an opportunity to enhance someone's care in a meaningful way that makes someone's experience better and in turn touches lives. And we have a tremendous opportunity to, 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 to make a difference in that way and, and with compassion, right? Uh, by being action oriented in terms of the impact that we want to make. So for the talent out there uh, or, or team members that are already part of the organization, uh, the calling is with your ideas and with innovative solutions that we employ, either facilitated by a innovation hub or simply having the culture of innovation in your organization, you and I can uh, work together to make a kind of difference that's lasting, impactful, and really makes a difference in someone's lives. It's really pointing to the holistic value of the innovation that is happening within your organization and the meaning it has for the end user being the patient and then their families and so forth. That's really important, of course. So we're coming up against our time here. We've got five minutes left. And before we conclude, I want to reserve the last couple of minutes for your final thoughts and closing thoughts on this topic. But Nick, I wanted to make sure we circle back on something you had shared in your opening remarks, which is what qualifies as a centralized innovation hub these days. Um, perhaps you can just share a little bit more about your line of thinking with that point and then I would love to hear both yours and Sanjeev's thoughts on that, just for attendees with us today who, like you, if they don't have formal innovation hubs, if they do, I think that's a really interesting point that we can conclude on. So do you mind just expanding about what you meant by that? Yeah, I'm happy to, Molly. I, I, where I was headed with the thinking there is that an innovation hub doesn't necessarily have to be a physical space or a, or a, a uh, identified group of people um, an innovation hub can be virtual, much like this uh, meeting is today, in that you have a place where all innovative ideas and concepts can get consolidated um, from across the enterprise. You know, being in healthcare and care delivery and, you know, the over 700 and some odd doctors that we have, uh, their jobs are to deliver care to the millions of patients that we have. Uh, and uh, I don't want to lose track of the fact that they will likely have some good ideas. They may not be part of an innovation hub by definition, but uh, these are very, very good, smart doctors delivering high quality care. Uh, we just need a hub. I consider a hub as a place whereby you uh, consolidate ideas, have an, a, a spot to accept ideas and, and vet ideas as an organization, not just physical spaces or people. Uh, but more virtual in nature. I would say, uh, um, you know, it can be uh, uh, 
you know, done in, in a formation of a hub like the Texas Medical Center has where, you know, people and, and innovators around the world can come together in a, in a setting where you have like-minded people uh, who are looking to partner with each other from all across uh, uh, the globe to come up with solutions uh, that are drastically uh, defining or, or changing for the industry, right? So, um, you know, I definitely recognize uh, the importance of that, but it does certainly requires uh, uh, support from the, the, the local uh, players like hospitals in that area and the, and the state and the city. It, that becomes a, a pretty um, a prominent uh, uh, place where people can come together. But, but I'm with Nick and the idea that uh, really where innovation can happen uh, can be anywhere. Simply what it needs to do is catalyze um, uh, opportunities uh, for, for people in our organizations, faculty, staff, and students to generate new ideas and develop new skills and then embrace uh, the difference of perspectives and ideas um, either through classroom setting, labs, and so on, to be able to come up with uh, uh, you know, groundbreaking ideas and solutions that ultimately has an impact, right? So um, I'm, I'm agreeing with Nick in that really, you don't have to have a physical space for that to happen. You have to have a culture and you have to have a forum and you have to have, uh, a, uh, I guess, the forum where people can uh, come together in that way. Uh, to come up with ideas and solutions. No, it makes so much sense. So it's not necessarily, I think sometimes innovation hubs, they have the stereotype of the open floor plan, the whiteboards, the really modern furniture. And Nick and Sanjeev, you're saying that that is not uh, necessarily what innovation looks like. And that's not in the face of what an innovation hub can always be. So thank you. I think it's a really important distinction. Um, some of your remarks, it, it reminds me of, I, I, I recently spoke to another executive at a health system who said that in a past uh, role, a CEO kind of blew up the Office of Diversity and Inclusion. And that's not right for every organization, but basically his thinking was that he wanted the whole organization to embrace it versus that being uh, rele relegated to just a few select people or a department, um, which kind of reminds me of what you're both saying is that innovation needs to be embraced throughout, even at the patient level, uh, not necessarily as a culture, not necessarily as a department function. So I appreciate your remarks here. I understand it varies, you know, organization by organization. Everyone has a little bit different approach to this. But as we wrap up here, I just wanted to conclude with your final thoughts for attendees who are with us today, whether they do have formal innovation hubs or not, um, wanted to wrap up with your closing remarks here. So Sanjeev, I'll turn to you and then we'll turn to Nick. Oh, Molly, uh, thank you so much for uh, having me. Nick, it's been uh, wonderful uh, to have, be with you on the panel. Um, uh, this, uh, the ideas uh, are uh, simple, right? We, we must provide as leaders opportunities for people to be able to uh, foster uh, ideas for innovation and provide opportunities in a way um, that, uh, that supports and validates um, these type of activities. And again, uh, Molly, as you indicated, uh, it's not about a physical space, it's more about 
uh, a place where ideas can be can be shared and then taken forward. Um, so I'll conclude there. But again, thank you for having me, uh, and appreciate uh, the opportunity to share my thoughts and ideas with the with the community. Sanjeev, pleasure to meet you as well, uh, and, and Molly and, and the Packers team. Thanks for for having uh, us. Uh, it, it's been it's been fun to kind of chat for the last half hour or so. Uh, I I also agree with Sanjeev on, on many points, uh, primarily in the support uh, area. So supporting culture, uh, finances, um, the ideation process, support, 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 and communicate is the key. Uh, and I guess my closing thoughts and comments are around uh, enticing the entire community to truly uh, think about how do we innovate in healthcare as a whole. Uh, it's an industry that's ripe for change. Uh, we here at DuPage Medical Group uh, embrace change and are looking forward forward to anyone in the community that can help us really drive healthcare to higher quality. Uh, and, uh, and lower cost. Uh, we, we believe we're doing a decent job here at, at uh, a very good job here at DuPage Medical Group, but want to embrace the concept and, and really entice the broader community to uh, push the envelope in healthcare and, and uh, push innovation uh, further than we've ever been. Terrific. Well, Sanjeev and Nick, I want to thank you both for your time and joining me for this discussion today and wish you continued success in maintaining and building on to these great cultures of innovation you described for our attendees. So thank you. And for attendees who joined us for this conversation on innovation and innovation hubs, thank you very much and for being part of this Becker's virtual event. Thank you, Molly. Thank you, Nick. Thanks very much.